seen Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 126 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Mike Curry, and I'm back here with another episode. And it feels good to be back. This is another quarantine episode, quarantine mailbag. Uh, appreciate everybody that's showing constant and continuous love. Um, I want to shout out to all the essential workers, um, everybody that's doing their thing, you know, just making sure, you know, things are running smooth, man. Big shout out to all the doctors and nurses and um, people that work at Amazon, USPS, UPS, all of those people, um, people that's working at restaurants, doing takeout. I actually, I actually just went through like a little bit of a disheartening um um, experience the other day I went to Milk and Honey and um, the Express one over in Wilmore Town Center and B. Jones I did push the microphone back but um, I went to Milk and Honey my mom wanted some food and I got there and that Milk and Honey the the Express Calf in Wilmore Town Center there's only three people that work there so it's a guy on the register and two cooks in the back I just wanted to share this real quick I know it's kind of random it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about Sports wise, but I went there and I got me and my mom food and people were just like going crazy, you know, because, you know, wait times is obvious, it's obviously long. And, you know, just because you order something, you know, normally when you order on a, you know, under random, you know, regular circumstances, I'm sorry, it only takes about 15 to 20 minutes. So people are going there expecting their food to take, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So I get there and I'm going to be finished quick. And I get there and just people are giving the guy at the register a hard time because the food isn't ready. But it's only three of them in there. And it's about, you know, 20, 30 people ordering food. Like, how, how could it be ready on time? You know what I'm saying? I just I just I just felt bad. I was just like, man, you know, he's out here. You know, he's just he's just at the register. He's just the messenger. You know what I'm saying? He's just putting in the orders and you people are giving him such a hard time. And it's just. You know, people are, it just showed me that people are naturally selfish and they only really care about themselves. You know, yeah, I know under random, regular circumstances, you know, you, you want your food in a timely manner. But, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So that was just on my heart. I just wanted to share that real quick. And it's crazy, man. But please, uh, you guys ordering food, man, make sure you guys tip if you have the means to do so. And just don't give anybody a hard time because I, I was a little bit upset about that, man. I told my mom about it when I got back. It was kind of sad. But last night, Sunday, April the 19th, we had the beginning of the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary. And we had episode number one and episode number two. So, of course, I'm going to touch on that and answer any more questions that you guys have for me. So, like I said, the, I'm going to just call y'all the loyal four because you guys are always here. Um, B. Jones, Jalen Hunter, Takira, and Janisha, my cousin. So, um, let's see. Okay. So Janisha asked me, what was something you learned from the last dance episodes? Um, let's see. Jalen got a, a question about Jerry Krause. Okay. And then we got some NFL draft questions. Also, yeah, NFL draft is on Thursday. I will be recording uh, my own NFL draft preview that will come out on Thursday. I will be doing that with the 14-year-old Phenom Bink. So uh, make sure y'all stay tuned for that. And then the following week, I will have a recap 
with my guy Jeff. Uh, my man Brian Clay just joined. What's going on? My dad just joined. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, uh, since you guys, thank you guys for just joining in. I'm getting ready to talk about last night. I'm going to talk about episode number one, and episode number two of the Last Dance documentary. Got some questions here. Feel free to keep asking questions. Um, so the first question I was asked was, what did I learn about the last dance episode? So episode number one and two, um, I didn't know that Jerry Krause was such a cruel dude. Like, I didn't know, um, about the Scottie Pippen contract. I didn't know that Jerry Krause wanted to force out Phil Jackson, even after the guy delivered on five championships. I did not know that. Um, I really didn't know any of that. Um, what else? I didn't know that Michael Jordan, once he got hurt and he came back for the playoffs, well, at the um, end of the regular season, that he was on a 14-minute restriction. And it was a very hard and thorough 14 minutes. If you guys, you know, saw it and paid attention, like the coach could not go over. He couldn't, he couldn't have Michael Jordan in for 14 minutes in one second or he would get fired on the spot. So I didn't know that the Bulls wanted to necessarily tank back then. I, I didn't know that. All of this stuff was pretty much news to me. Um, Jalen asked me, is Jerry Krause enemy number one right now? Yeah, I think so. Um, he did, um, the late Jerry Krause, rather, he did pass away in 2017. Um, I believe I saw in 2017, but I know he passed away. Um, so he is um, public enemy number one. Um, you try to force out a legendary head coach in Phil Jackson. Um, Scottie Pippen was also underpaid and undervalued and underappreciated. All of those adjectives, that's that's what he was, unfortunately. And it's sad um, that Scottie Pippen signed a seven-year deal worth $18 million. That is just absurd. That is just absolutely absurd. Fortunately for him, Scottie Pippen, he did, he did recoup a lot of money um, after his tenure with the Bulls. He went on to play for the Portland Trailblazers. And made double digit, um, made you know, upwards of over 10 million, 10 million and up, um, on the Trailblazers and the Rockets. And then he did sign with the Bulls again in the early 2000s and he got paid some more, but he didn't cash in on what he should have cashed in while, while he was in his prime, while he was Scottie Pippen, like arguably the second best player in the league at that time. Um, What's the next question? Who is a bigger bust potential, Justin Herbert or Jordan Love? I view both of them on the same wavelength. Um, talented guys um, with a big arm. Um, but when I look at Jordan Love, I like him. Um, he only really fell off because a lot of his guys from the previous year um, went to the NFL. He lost like at least eight starters, I believe, on offense, and they all went to the league. Um, Justin Herbert, um, he's a confusing prospect simply because he always made the same amount of mistakes while he was in college. We never really saw the drastic improvement. He has a ton of potential. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to say Justin Herbert, but I do think that both of them have the potential to be successful. It's just... It's just going to matter of where they wind up. That's simply what it's going to come down to. So I'm going to say Justin Herbert, though. Um, I do like Jordan Love, uh, but we'll see, man. I'm, I'm wishing both of those guys the best. Biggest bust in NFL history 
coupled with their college hype. I'll say Kelvin Benjamin. Um, that's a good question. Um, who had a lot of hype? I, this is a good question. It's just one that I I can't even think of off the top of my head. Um, in recent memory, Josh Rosen. People were saying that Josh Rosen was the chosen one. That was his nickname. Um, I'll say that in recent memory. Um, I'm trying to think who had a lot of hype but was a big bust. Um, um, yo, somebody help me out, man. I don't even know who was a huge bust. I, I can't say Baker Mayfield's a bust yet. I can't say that. You this see time out. Time out. I don't put my glass down. Time out. This is where we gotta stop using the word bust. And Jalen, I'm about to speak specifically to you because you use the word too loosely. You and you know you do it. So I'm gonna speak directly to you. And I'm looking right at the camera now. So say what you wanna say about Baker Mayfield, but how is the guy bust and he's only started two years? And he and he only started starting after like the fourth game in his rookie year because Tyrod Taylor got hurt in that Thursday night football game. I believe it was early in the season, maybe like week three, week three or four, something like that. I know it was very early. So he started from there on and he was actually pretty good. The following year, um, well, Hugh Jackson got fired during that year. The following year, they bring in Freddie Kitchens, who was on the staff, and he actually was able to mesh well with Baker Mayfield. And the next year, they go out and they acquire Odell Beckham Jr. And it just, and all these unrealistic expectations come out. Like, I remember the Vegas odds were saying that the Browns were the fourth best team to win the Super Bowl. Those were Vegas odds, which was unrealistic. Anybody that knows football knew that was Super, super unrealistic and also very, very unfair um, for the Browns to go from what they went to, which was the first and the fourth pick in the previous draft, and then they get Odell Beckham, and now they're going into Super How? How? Odell Beckham is a great player, but he can't... It, it, takes, it takes a village. Excuse me. It takes a village. You know what I'm saying? You can't just expect to slap a bunch of names and go and make a, you know, a huge impact. With that being said, I don't think Freddie Kitchens was necessarily the right coach. I'm not really trying to give Baker Mayfield excuses here, but I can't really call a guy a bust after starting, like, what, 20 games? How is that even fair? Secondly, since you're talking about bust, you said Brandon Ingram was a bust. I'm, I'm not even going to say nothing else about it. <laughs> you already know where I stand about that. Um, Let's scroll up. Um, Whatever questions was asked. I hope a team with an offensive identity picks Jerry Judy, not a team like the Jets or the Jaguars. Uh, B. Jones, that's actually very unfortunate because he might get picked up by one of those teams. Um, I do think the Jets would be a better fit than the Jaguars simply because uh, Gardner Minshew, Leonard Fournette, who is on the trading block, and then a bunch of different dudes. I just don't like it. I don't like the, the direction the Jaguars are going in. They're trending backwards. I do think the Jets are trending upward so uh but i would like to see him on a better team man a better offensive a better offense let's see that 14 minute restriction was wild bruh hey yo 
Hey, I saw that too. They said, they said, they just said Barack Obama, former Chicago resident. Like they could have at least said that and president, former president of the United States, like or 44th president of the United States. I thought that was a little wild. Um, Al, what's good, Zeke? So, uh, what's up with the? Um, oh yeah, they made the playoffs with a 30 and 52 record. That was sick, yo. That was sick. Um. Let's see. What do you think? Or who do you think was more important to those Bulls teams? Scottie Pippen. Hey, yo. So, I'm going to let you guys in on some jokes that me and B. Jones were saying last night. So, when they was, so when they were showing the Scottie Pippen college highlights, B. Jones texted me and said, Scottie Pippen was looking like the OG Giannis. And I'm like, nah, for real, bro. Because, bro, was doing everything. And I just be joking, like I like, you know, Michael Jordan like DeMar DeRozan. So I was like, damn, the Bulls had they had Michael they had DeMar DeRozan and Giannis. But um, that's a great question. Phil Jackson was great, but I mean he had these great players. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Scottie Pippen, man. I'm gonna say Scottie Pippen. Uh B. Jones said Justin Herbert isn't a dog. I, I agree, man. Um, you know, he's a smart guy with talent, but I just feel like I just feel like he never really put it all together, man. I don't know if that's his mentality, cause he definitely has the ability. I just don't understand. Um, Zeke said Jordan Love is a Baker Bakersfield product. Hey yo, shout out to my guy Zeke, man. My my guy Zeke said he played against Jordan Love when he was in high school, and he actually picked him off a couple of times. So big shout out to my guy Zeke, man. Jordan Love is from the same city that my guy Zeke is from, man. Shout out to my man Zeke. Um, after hearing T-Mac in the failed trade, do you think T-Mac would have been a better Robin to Jordan the Pippen? Nah, I don't think so. Um, cause T-Mac was never the defender that Scottie Pippen was. Um, although T-Mac was more offensively gifted, um, Scottie Pippen would go out and he would guard the best player sometimes. Michael Jordan would too, but Scottie Pippen would you know, take the load, and also T-Mac was a way better all-around player. I mean, Scottie Pippen was a way better all-around player than T-Mac. Like, T-Mac was good. He was gifted offensively. Um, I think he's a legendary scorer, man. It sucks that his injury, his career was derailed due to injuries, but Scottie Pippen was way, one of the best all-around players ever. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Pippen still would have been a better uh, Robin to Jordan's Batman. Next question. Do you think any other player has had a swag like Michael Jordan? It's like Michael Jordan's swag, it just seemed like so effortless. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan. Like it was just being himself. Um, you know, he had the, you know, very nice shoes, the iconic commercials. Um I can't say if other players have had swag quite like him, but Penny Hardaway had some. He had a really good swag, man. He was dope uh, in his own right. You know, he had the little Penny commercials. Uh, Penny Hardaway definitely had swag. Um, it's like LeBron, he got his own swag. Kobe had his own swag. Allen Iverson, ooh, I'm, ooh, Allen Iverson is probably up there with Michael Jordan in terms of swag. Uh, Steph Curry, I don't got no swag. Uh, Kevin Durant don't brush his hair, so he don't got swag. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to say them. All those guys I named. Oh, Jason Williams, White Chocolate has swag too. No cap. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to touch on that. Do you think KD has a point about the media view Steph and Clay better than him? Uh, so I think it's a media thing. Um, Russell Westbrook do got swag. I think his swag is more so uh, off the court swag, but I mean he definitely got swag on court too. Uh, but he he got more. He probably got the most swag off the court ever. But um, uh, let me touch on that. Um, so my opinion on it is. He, he's right in a sense, but at the same time, you got to factor in when you go and join somebody else's team, you're not going to quite get the love. And even if you deserve it, you're not going to quite get it. Yes, LeBron joined the Heat and he still received love, but it was always Wade County. You know what I'm saying? It was always Wade County, even though when LeBron went to the Heat and it, it, it has to stay the same. It doesn't have to, but it stayed the same when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. Yeah, he delivered on two championships, but the Warriors still won without him. So I feel like I feel like if the Warriors hadn't won without him, then you know it would have been a little different. But like B. Jones said, what, 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 what did he expect? He went to a team that you know already had the swag, you know, the, as the Splash Brothers. I'm gonna say the swag in that retrospect, and they already won a chip. So if you're joining a team, what you really expect, you know what I'm saying? What what do you really expect if you're joining someone else's team? So that's my thoughts on that. Um, after his last fight, can we say Wilder is isn't? I don't even think he. Well, I see you say heavyweight. Um, the heavyweight division was crazy though. When you go back, um, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, uh, Lennox Lewis, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, George Foreman. Um, you had so many heavyweights, um, and I don't even think Deontay Wilder is in that discussion, uh, and I don't think he's up there with those guys that I just named, uh, simply because he doesn't really have the, he doesn't really have the boxing swag. I didn't even miss, mention guys like Larry Holmes and Sonny Liston, the older guys, but he just don't. To me, I mean, he's a he's a knockout artist for sure, but he's 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 not a good boxer. And that was on display in the Tyson Fury fight, the last one. So, yeah. Let's see. Nah. Nah. Are you crazy? All right, the question reads to my um, people that aren't here um, and to the people that's going to hear afterwards. Um, am I Jalen said, am I crazy to think that KD is better than Bird by Wyatt Martin? Nah. Um... Listen, um, I think Kevin Durant is a player that will be successful in any era of basketball, um, whether it's now, obviously the 90s and the 80s and even the 70s. I mean, Larry Bird was nice, but Kevin Durant could literally do everything that Larry Bird could do and better. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that you're crazy for that. Um, just You just can't say that to people over the age of 50. But, um, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I agree with you, Zeke. Wilder doesn't have the actual skill like the greats. I totally agree with that, man. He, he's, he's not a boxer. He 
He's a he's a fighter. You know what I'm saying? He's not a boxer, though. He's definitely not a boxer. As far as and Janisha, you can tap in on that uh, if you're still here, my cousin Janisha, because um, uh, boxing is in our blood. And uh, my great grandfather, her grandfather, Dave Jacobs, you know, trained Sugar Ray Leonard and Mike Tyson. So I, I would actually like to see um, her opinion and her take on Deontay Wilder because. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a great boxer. I mean, yeah, he knocks, he knocks people out, but, um, no, I want to know her opinion on that. But, um, next question reads, um, does Steven Jackson have a point that MJ will always be better than Braun solely because his 6-0 finals record? Excuse me. It all depends on who you ask. Um, Steven Jackson is one of those guys. I feel like. I low-key feel like Steven Jackson, he low-key be hating on Braun. I don't know if it's just me, but I just I kind of feel like he low-key be hating on him. And maybe that's just my opinion. But um, and that's that's what anybody, Steven Jackson's age or over, they're gonna always feel like Michael Jordan is better. And I mean, the argument always comes down to six and oh. But I say this, you know, you gotta be in it to win it. And LeBron James went up against arguably the best team ever assembled. No disrespect to Michael Jordan, but I mean, the Warriors is better than any team that Michael Jordan ever went up against. You know, those Warriors teams. And you do got you do got to be in it to win it. I mean, when LeBron first made his first NBA Finals appearance, who really thought that he was going to beat the Spurs? Who really thought that? Um, we all thought he was going to beat the Mavericks. I feel like that's always going to be the biggest knock on LeBron, that he crumbled against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I kind of feel like if if that um, championship uh, run would have went differently, we may be talking about LeBron a little bit differently. But, I mean, people are going to always say that, Jalen. So, he, he does have a point. I'll say that. Um, B. Jones said it was hella contested. Mid-range jumpers. Hey, yo. Hey, Michael Jordan has swag, bro. Yeah, he has swag, bro. He, he, I do be faking on him a little bit, but he do got swag, bro. The, the mid-range jumpers was crazy, bro. He had everybody on the whole Celtics mob guarding them, bro. It was crazy. What else I got to ask, man? Oh, I think, oh, Jalen said Adidas or Nike. Um, me personally, I'm going to say Nike. Um, you know, Adidas, you know, they do have some nice stuff. You know, they got the Yeezys. Um, they got human races, um, your Stan Smiths, of course, your classic superstars. Um, one of my favorite Adidas shoes of all time is the Adidas Flux. I got a couple of pairs of those. Um, but I just, hey, man, Drake said checks over stripes. <laughs> I'm going to have to rock with him. And I, that's just my opinion. The swoosh is just, it's just better. And I don't, and I don't mean to say that Adidas is, is trash or anything, because I, I don't think so. Um, but I, I gotta go with the swoosh, man. I, I just got to, man. I just got to. And they're both iconic. I'm, I'm, I said I'm wearing it. I'm wearing Adidas right now. But um, and I, I, Zeke would hate me for this, but I'm wearing an Adidas shirt with Nike shorts and like and Nike Lee socks right now. Um, next question. Injury aside, Derrick Rose or Russell Westbrook? Hmm. This is interesting. This is interesting because 
Russell Westbrook has had injuries, but they seem to have never really derailed him the same. They, they, well, they it's not even never really. They haven't derailed him. <laughs> Zeke funny. <laughs> they haven't they haven't derailed him the same way that the injuries have derailed Russ um Derrick Rose. Um uh I it's tough, man. Um I look at Derrick Rose's MVP season and call me crazy, but I I'm I, the stats don't really impress me. The stats don't really impress me. It was either 22 points and 7 assists or 24 and 7. How is that impressive? He's doing the same. Derrick Rose's stats on the Pistons are identical to his MVP season. So how, how is that overly impressive? Um, I do get that the Bulls had the best record in the East that year. I think the best record in the NBA the year Derrick Rose won MVP. He was absolutely electrifying. And doing what he did. Um. Hmm. I, I might still got to take Russ, though. I might still got to take Russ. Because imagine Russell Westbrook never got injured. And even, even though his injuries haven't derailed him, just imagine. I'm going to take Russ. Got some stuff being typed here. Um. Okay. Why is that people never talk about Jordan getting swept multiple times in the playoffs before Scotty, but um, we hold bronze playoff record against him? Um, I don't know. But people do talk about it. People do talk about it, man. Um, a lot of people, their counter argument um, in the MJ and LeBron debates is, um, well, Michael didn't do anything without Pippen. And then the Michael Jordan fans, they'll say, you know, LeBron. They'll say stuff like LeBron and Wade or Kobe. He, he, um, he struggled without Shaq. And, and that stuff is true. I mean, Kobe didn't win without Shaq. LeBron did win without D-Wade. But uh, pe people talk about it. I, I do feel like people don't talk about it enough. But I always say, you can't really... Yes, LeBron was the best player on all of his teams that went to the finals, but... You can't really hold all of that against him. The only finals, like I said, like I just said before, the only finals I really hold against LeBron is the Mavericks because he shrunk, man. On paper, they, they were supposed to, they were supposed to beat the Mavericks pretty handedly. Um, I know that the Mavericks had a pretty good run that year, but I mean, you just look at it on paper. The average, I, I'm pretty sure the the Mavericks were underdogs in that finals, as far as like according to Las Vegas. Um, next question. Bleacher Report Redraft 08 <laughs> had Jared Bayless and Nikola Pekovic. I forgot about him over Mike Beasley. For real? For real? Yo, I think I think Mike Beasley, I think, granted he went to a great organization in the Heat, but I just felt like if he would have ended up on another team, they kind of like suited him. It would have been his career would have worked out a little better. Obviously, there's some things off the court that played a role in that. That's crazy, bro. Mike Beasley was the man. Mike Beasley was the man in college at Kansas State, bro. Mike Beasley was the man before Kansas State. I'm talking Riverdale Baptist, Oak Hill, Mike Beasley. 
Next question or statement, rather, whatever. Any late round picks you would like to see for the skins? Um, don't want to give you too much intel, B. Jones. Um, I do like KJ Hill out of Ohio State. I do like him. That'll be a nice pick. Um, um, let's see. Who else do I like? I like that tight end out of Missouri. I can't really pronounce his name. I'm gonna attempt that again tomorrow when I record. When well, tomorrow? Tomorrow when I record. Um, off the off the top of the dome, KJ Hill and that tight end from Missouri though. Look his look him up. He's nice. Excuse me. Look him up. He's nice. I just can't really think. I, I can't. I don't even want to butcher his name, so I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna just try again tomorrow. Um, but those two stick out to me. They do need to grab uh, some more offensive linemen. Um, maybe draft a corner. Um, but yeah, I like to see that. Um, do you, I guess you meant to say agree. Do you agree with ESPN that Jordan was the greatest college player ever? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, he was cold. Um, Lynn Byers was cold in college too, though. Um, Zion in his one year at Duke was nice. Um, I feel like my, I feel like that game winning shot that he hit over Georgetown kind of put him on a different pedestal. Um, but it was so many nice players in college, bro. Like the college game is so like it's so many like college legends like Allah. Tyler Hansbrough, I don't think he was the best ever college player ever, but he was like that in college. Um, so he's one of those guys. He, he I, I think he's one of the best power forwards to ever play college. Uh, but do I think that I don't? I don't really know. I don't really know. I gotta do my. I gotta do some more research to really form my opinion. But Lynn Bias was cold at, in college, bro. I, it's hard to go against that. I think Michael Jordan used to go at it. Uh, Okay, my man Zeke said Rose was a better team player, but Russ is more talented. I agree. I agree. Um, Jalen said NBA Street Volume 2 or NFL Street 2. Ooh. NBA Street 2 was tough. That job was tough. All the, I was just playing NBA Street Home Court like maybe a couple months ago. I still got all the NBA streets too, bro. I got the PS3 that's not backwards compatible, so I might gotta get a, I might gotta get the one that is, or I might gotta get a PS2, bro. Cause them NBA Street games was cold, but I'm gonna say NBA Street Volume Two though, man. All them joints was tough, but I think Volume NBA Street Volume Two was the best one out of all the NBA streets. That's sick. Damn, Mike Beasley at number twenty-seven on that redraft. That's sick. That's sick. Um, we got next question. Does Clay Thompson have the same value to Steph that Scotty had to Jordan? Um, it depends on how you look at it, and it depends on who you're asking. You're asking me, obviously. Um. I don't, I don't know if Klay Thompson is like Scottie Pippen. 
I mean, you know, as far as the value that he brings and being, you know, the second best player on the Warriors, um, I guess you could say so. I guess you could say so. I'm not compa- I'm not saying that Michael Steph is Michael Jordan, but Steph is the best player. Klay Thompson is the second best, so he would be Scottie Pippen, and Draymond would be like the Dennis Rodman. That that would that would be the only way to compare. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that that is exactly true, but if that's how I would have to break it down, I would break it down like that. So yeah, I'm gonna just break it down that way. But Klay Thompson getting compensated, <laughs> so I will say that he getting compensated, and he probably never will ever leave the Warriors, and they will never. Probably never put him in that position where he wants to demand a trade like Scottie Pippen did. My man Squire in the building. I don't know if I said what's good, though. What's good to my man Squire, man? Hope all is well with you, my brother. Um. Oh, yeah. I'm tripping, Zeke. That's not Kareem, bro. It's Luau Sindor. <laughs> Luau Sindor. They had to change the rules for him. He's the GOAT. He's. I just couldn't think of it. I just couldn't think of it. Luau Sindor is the GOAT. Um, yeah, B. Jones, check out the tight end from Missouri. He nice. He one of my sleepers. Um, B. Jones said Marcus Colston. He was a dog, bro. Marcus Colston was nice, bro. Very, very underrated. That's a guy that should be in the Andre Johnson tier. I don't know what that dude was talking about that time, bro. But Marcus Colston, probably in that same class. Um, KG or Dirk? Hmm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say KG. So Dirk was very fortunate that he played with a, and there's no knock on Dirk. Dirk is one of the greatest international players ever. Maybe even the best after Hakeem Olajuwon, sexo second best. Um, you know he's up there, absolutely he's up there. Um, but um, KG was just a different animal. Um, Dirk had the beneficiary of playing. Uh, you know, underneath a great organization um, as the Dallas Mavericks for his whole career. Um, owner like Mark Cuban, who's a great owner, probably the most. He's the owner that's, you know, the most around in the league. He's the more most interactive owner in all of um, maybe even all of sports. I don't know. Think about it. Is that valid? y'all? Just say yeah to Mark Cuban. Just say Mark Cuban is the most interactive. I think that's valid. Um, like he he really be around, like you know what I'm saying. Like he 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 really. I bangs with Mark Cuban, yo. Um, kind of got off topic there, but um, Dirk was great. Um, he did win his chip with the team that he was always on, the Mavericks. Um, well deserved championship. Did beat LeBron James in the Miami Heat, one of the greatest teams ever. Um, Kevin Garnett, he played on an organization that. Pretty much failed them. You know what I'm saying? They pretty much failed them. Yes, yes, he won an MVP with the Timberwolves. Yes, they did make the playoffs a few times. But I just always felt like that organization failed them. But um, Kevin Garnett did with Dirk. Um, he's a better two-way player than Dirk. Um, I would say he just he just better. He just he's just a little bit better than Dirk, man. I'm not gonna say he's way better, but he was just he was just a little bit better, man. And uh, I'm. As a Lakers fan, I hate to say this, but I'm really glad that he got that championship in 08, man, because he's one of those all-time greats that deserved it. Um, so big shout-out to KG, man, the big ticket, man. Um, Minute Maid or... Uh, I mean, Avery checked in. Minute Maid or Simply. 
Um, well, you asked me lemonade, so um, cause men and made the their other drinks is fire. <laughs> their other drinks is fire, like the tropical punch. All them Jones is fire. Them Jones is the junk that be gone in the same day. Uh, so I'm, since you say lemonade, I'm gonna just say simply. Um, yeah, bruh. Jeremy Shockey did play for the Saints, bruh. I think he played for the Saints before he got to the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Um, who's rookie season? Oh, you say MVP. Whose MVP season was better if you put the stats aside? Cam or Lamar? Ooh, I gotta put two black men against each other. Um, I'm gonna say Lamar. I'm gonna say Lamar. I know the um, I know the Panthers did go 15 and one. The Ravens only underachieved by one game. They went 14 and two. Um, it's tough. Damn, that's tough. Cause Cam Cam got to the Super Bowl. Lamar didn't. Cam got to the Super Bowl. Um, although I think that the defense more so propelled them to that Super Bowl. Um, but Cam Newton was great that year. That was, you know, obviously his best season of his career. Um, ooh, it's kind of, I got to put two black men against each other, man. Why you do that to me, bro? Um, it's tough. It's tough. Cam's number one wide receiver was Ted Ginn. But Lamar Jackson's favorite uh, target is Mark Andrews. And Greg Olson and um and Greg Olson's better than Mark Andrews. Mm, that's tough. I mean, I know he got Hollywood Brown back towards the end of the year. That's tough. That's tough. But I, I would say that the Panthers defense is uh, was was nicer. I would say the Panthers defense, but but the Ravens defense was pretty good, man. Both defense were great, like my man Zeke just said. Um that's tough. That's tough. And the weapons are sort of comparable, but the Panthers did have, they didn't have a Mark Ingram who rushed for over a thousand yards. Uh, who was the Panthers running back then? Um, That's tough. Um, it's, t it's really tough for me to say, but Lamar, I don't know what he did, what Lamar did on the ground is more impressive than what Cam was doing on the ground. That's tough, man. That's really tough. But I guess I guess I gotta go Cam. I guess I gotta say Cam because he got to the Super Bowl. But that's really tough, man. That's that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. That was a damn good question, too. That was a damn good question. Who's here, man? Takira, you in here? What are questions at? What are questions at? I need some more. I need some more questions. These were excellent questions, guys. I'm gonna probably go for like ten more minutes unless y'all keep coming with the questions. But these been that was that was an act. That was a damn good question, Jalen. That's why you're valued. All right, come on. Next question. Damn, this bottle almost done. Um, 
Next question, while I read the um, nutrition facts on this wine bottle. Hmm. How's everybody doing, man? Ah, I like this question. Hey, bruh. Y'all gotta come with the heat like my man Jalen is coming with, bruh. Y'all gotta come with the heat like Jalen, bro. He asking some fire questions. This is my third glass of wine, B. John. <laughs> that is a question. <laughs> um, great question. Your favorite or most memorable episode of the podcast you recorded? I know all my podcasts. I know all of them by number, as I should, just like any artist knows their songs, who they recorded with, etc. My favorite episode is episode number 77 with my guy Chris Adorib Chin from DC United. On that episode, he talked about his fight with Stage 2 Hawkins Lufumba. And, um, you know, Chris Adorib Chin, he. I actually ran into him. I'm just going to give you the backstory how that episode came about. Um, so I was working retail and um, at a shoe store. And he came in. Excuse me. He came in. Damn. Excuse me. He came in. And um, he just came in randomly. I was like, yo, Chris, how you doing, man? Um, I think I heard about the cancer. And um, I heard about it from somebody. Or maybe I saw it like an article or something. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm in, rem I'm in remission now. I was like, that's good, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You know, we went to high school together. You know, it was cool. I was cool with everybody in high school. But, um, you know, we talked about it. And I was like, you know, how would you feel about coming on the podcast? He was like, yeah, man, I heard your podcast before, man. I heard, I heard about it. You know, it was, it was a good episode. Um, he's like, you got some good content, rather, some good episodes. And I was like, yeah, you know, come on. So um, we came on. He talked about, you know, his fight with Steve Sue Hawkins, lymphoma. I asked him some great questions, man. If you never heard that episode, man, I strongly encourage you. Y'all the, the real ones in here, so I'm sure y'all heard. But if you haven't heard or if you want to go hear it again, that do me a solid. Um, go check it out. Episode number 77 with Christian Doimchan. He talked about his fight with Steve Sue Hawkins, lymphoma. And then I actually ended the interview, and then we were talking like off air. And then he was like, "You got, you got, have me, have me back on, you know, talk some NBA." And I said, "Let's do it right now." So we got back on, we recorded again, and we talked some NBA too, man. So that was a very, very heartwarming episode. Um, um, what's another one? Oh, my dad came on episode number fifty. That was a great one. Um, just creating content with my dad. He was sitting right next to me. Um, episode 49, my guy Jarris Lyles. That was a good one. B. Jones, you know I love you. We got too many episodes for me to name. But I believe our first one was at episode number 35. And you came over to the crib. And we recorded that one side by side. That was fun. Um, episode number 100 was great. Um, all of you guys... Um, you guys sent in, uh, you know, voice memos for my pod. I really, really appreciated that. Um, I had the round table with Zeke B. Jones and Jalen. We had two round tables. Um, Ty Kiris came on a couple of times. 
I remember the first time I had Tykira on, I was mad nervous about having her on and, you know, reaching out to her. But she was, you know, more than willing to uh, to come on the show, man, and, and work with me, man. And ever since then, we've been, you know, working on content together and even working on other people's content together. Like, we was on Jalen's podcast together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> hey, Zeke, this your time to defend yourself. Um, of course, my guy, Bink. Um, everybody loves Bink, so I have fun. I have a lot of fun every time I have him on. But episode number 77 always sticks out to me. Um, it always sticks out to me the most. Um, I had Adrian Branch on. That was a fun episode. Um, I had some, some great content, man. I, I really want to just keep keep creating more content, man. Because it, it's, it's what I'm passionate about, man. So everybody in here... We're going to collab soon, man. We're going to collab again soon. Um, great question, Jalen. Um, top five running backs of all time. I think that was the next question. Um, order or no order, Z? Uh, I probably do no order. Okay. Here we go. I think. Um, Damian Tomlinson. Emmitt Smith. Barry Sanders. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Walter Payton, and then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Adrian Peterson. I'm gonna say Adrian Peterson. Is that a good list? How y'all feel about that list? We got Ladanian Tomlinson, Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, and Adrian Peterson. I think that's a good list. I think that's a good list. So I, if y'all got something bad to say about my list, I don't care. I think that was a good list. Um, Jalen said, do you ever worry about the length of your episodes when you be recording? Nah, not really, because I never record nothing like OC. Like, I think the longest episode I ever had was with y'all, bro. Y'all be rapping on the round tables. <laughs> um, I think the longest episode I ever had maybe been an hour and a half. Nothing more than that. And even if I have an episode that long, I don't have many of those out of all 126 episodes. Most of my episodes usually range anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes. Uh, these mailbacks have been longer just simply because we're on live. And yeah, and I'm, I pace myself differently on the live mailbag as I would, you know, when I'm doing a more scripted podcast, when I'm already got my thoughts together and I'm just talking. but And I'm talking to y'all, so normally just me, myself, and I. So I usually got a script, and those usually don't take long. Not necessarily a script, but I just know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Because I, 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 I don't really script anything. I just have an idea of what I want to talk about. Um, hey, yo, Zig, you wild, bro. <laughs> you wild. <laughs> hey, you did say, man. I don't know if you said potentially or he was top 15. I, I, I got to go back, bro. Funny times. And if Ben Simmons ain't having B, my guy would average, what'd you say? 24, 9, and 8, no cap. Probably would. Probably would. Next question. Oh, that was it. Uh, hey, that was funny, bro. Wrap this thing up in five more minutes. This was fun. What time is it? Oh, it's 9.02.
grab this thing up in a couple more minutes. Just hold my dad in the background. Matter of fact, y'all wanna holler at them? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just holler at them before I wrap this thing up. Top five wide receivers all time? Um, Rice, Moss, Owens, Fitzgerald, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Rice, Moss, Fitzgerald. Rice, Moss, Fitzgerald, Owens, Antonio Brown. I actually got two minutes left on the line. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just ride on with that. I got a minute and a half left. Let's go ahead and get your last minute questions and I'm gonna answer those and then we're just gonna be just gonna wrap it up. So I got a minute and twenty in calendar. But those are my top five receivers right there. Some great wide receivers too, man. You can make so many arguments, but that's my top five. I think AB are worthy of top five. Say what you want about them now, but He's top five. Yeah, I'd take A.B. over Calvin Johnson. I would. I definitely would. And don't, don't, act, don't make it seem like I'm crazy. That's not, like, out of the realm the same. Calvin Johnson was amazing, but Antonio Brown, coming where he came from, six-round pick out of Central Michigan to have the type of career that he had, I'm, I'll take Antonio Brown over Calvin. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not. I'm really not. It's not a hot take. It's not. I got 20 seconds and counting. So I'm going to wrap this thing up, man. If you guys got any more questions, like I'm sure Zeke's going to want to talk to me about it. <laughs> about what I just said. But um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for continued love and support. Everyone stay home and stay safe. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 126 is done. Peace.